0: What we're doing here today, Trav, is uh, there's been a lot of complaints about that we don't stick to the original... Late to the Party with Travis Tate. We've had a lot of complaints by whom? A lot of male fans who are up in arms about how Travis Tate, Late to the Party show, does male stick fans
1: M A L E or M A I L?
0: Uh, we don't get mail on this program because so it's got to be. I'm M-A-L-E a mailman mail man. and I've got a lot of fans. Speaking of which, we are uh, for those of you listening, <laughs> you already know, but just to let you know, you're here on episode 36 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake and I am comedian Travis Tate. I feel like
1: I should start saying comedian because sometimes I go through the entire Entire episode, without saying why I should even be talking into a microphone.
0: Oh, because you're so good at it.
1: Well, I mean, there's that. It's because of my smoky voice. Mm.
0: Hello, everybody. So I guess we'll we'll bounce things off with Rain the of fire, the sudden trailer and sudden announcement that's lit the uh, shitty guy community on fire which is they're going to make boy ghostbusters now.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw the news about that yesterday and then today all of a sudden there's a teaser trailer
0: which feels like th- I I mean, you never know how these things come together, but it felt like hey, we uh, we decided to finally announce this thing and now people <sighs> are talking about it like crap, we better have a trailer. Like all it does is go in a barn and the the sheep It looks like the barn there. from
1: Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Where Marty, Marty drives the Delorean the in into. Yeah, that would be cool.
0: So I guess it's, uh, it's Ivan Ivan Reitman's son is yep, going to... Jason
1: Reitman is directing it. From what I read... No, uh, ca- no casting yet? Yeah, there's no, there's no word if it's going to be the original cast, but it's in the same universe as the original two movies, but not the same universe as the 2016 all-female Ghostbusters.
0: If they still cast all women, that'll kind of be awesome. I hope so, because...
1: It's weird that they're just not acknowledging that I, that ever happened. That's weird to me. I don't understand. I liked it, that movie. That was a good movie. I would argue it's better than both of the Ghostbusters movies. Certainly two for sure. I and probably one.
0: I I liked uh, I liked Lady Busters uh, perfectly well. I felt like it got a little. It overstayed its welcome a little bit in the end. I I have some feelings about it. I think that the the women that were chosen are all perfectly charming and did great. Yeah, I the thought story they killed itself, it. The story itself, I was a little hinky. Like just, It's okay. Look
1: at the stories of the original Ghostbuster movie. Yeah. It's not a great story. There's nothing super compelling. Yeah. It's just ghosts there's start showing real, up and these guys not, figure out how to trap them. There's not much
0: by way of character arcs in it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun movie. That's all it is but this this movie coming so quickly on the heels of lady busters uh feels it like a like a bit of a caving i think they should cast
1: uh or make a movie with the four lady ghostbusters and it's like a <clears throat> toxic masculinity busters or you something know,
0: where they go around
1: zapping guys that are acting
0: what you know what would have actually like been like internet trolls you know what would actually be great That would be funny the, the unfortunate part is they've already announced that it it doesn't It doesn't have anything to do with that universe. And one of the complaints that I've heard people levy and, oh, that Ghostbusters movie would have been fine if they just had the original actors pass the torch. I mean, they were all in the movie, which is roughly that. But they say like, oh, just have have Peter Venkman pass the torch. I've had... I I said that on the last episode, actually. I think it would be great if this movie, you find out that the premise is that the Lady Busters pass the torch down to whomever it is that they do. I don't... I mean... (laughs)
1: I the only have thing it, have the only thing away. I would have
0: changed about about
1: the 2016 Ghostbusters is have the tor- torch passed to them because I, that validates them being in the movie. You I, know what I
0: mean? I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about. I mean, I feel like the surviving Ghostbusters being in the movie at all is more or less passing the torch. I agree, but why didn't they just do it? Like Did they actually do it? do it? Why be Did in the movie? Did they do the it? That Bill, Bill Murray died in it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What,
0: I forget, wasn't that one of the conditions he wanted for Ghostbusters 2 is that he came back as a ghost?
1: Yeah, I think he originally did that? want that, yeah.
0: So, you know, regardless, it would be kind of funny if they remade it like all the characters, you know, Peter, Egon, Ray, you know, all of those guys are there, but it takes place in the Lady Busters universe where they're passing the torch <laughs> to the classic <laughs> characters.
1: Well, I mean, there was talk for a while where... Uh, you remember that Ghostbusters video game that came out, where they had Ghostbusters all over the world. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's a cool premise because you could change it up every movie. You might say they're doing that with
0: the Men in Black franchise now. Yes, yes, it looks that. But that, way. that we're not we're not to that. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. We're talking about Guy Busters. Yep. And the, we assume the idea that who's it, to
1: say it's going to be four dudes?
0: Movies are movies are getting a little. Maybe weird. it's men and women. Movies are getting a little weird in that. Maybe there's a Muppet. I don't know. No. I heard this week that that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that crappy uh, porn out Muppet movie got sued by Sesame Street. Well, but it was also the movie was made by Jim Henson's kid. So, well, Sesame well.
1: Street is no longer owned by Jim Henson's kid. That's,
0: Actually, well, I don't know who owns I don't, I don't think Disney on owns Sesame the, Street, just uh, the Muppets. Apparently, on the it's strength of... It's complicated. The strength of... Uh, it Was it called the Happy Time Murders? The Happy Time yeah. Murders? The Happy Time yeah. Murders, whatever it was called. It was awful. So I don't know how I feel I about never Jim saw Henson's it. kid. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> it just looks... It looks real bad. That's not what we're talking about here. Nope. We're talking about Guy Busters. Ghost I was just going to say... It, Movies are getting weird where a lot of movies seem like they don't really stand on their own qualities. They they have a lot of things to get over like say was you, you can't really talk about whether or not Ghostbusters 20 was it 2016? Yeah, you it was 2016. Really, you can't really talk about whether or not it's good. You have to talk about how you feel about the idea of of the female cat. You can I, ju- I just thought of how to handle this movie. Oh. <laughs> okay. They call it the
1: real Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, the, like the 80s cartoon.
0: <laughs> but that, if you're going to go under that original, <laughs> under that idea, the that original Ghostbusters cartoon was, was you know, based on the first Ghostbusters. Oh, of course. So, whatever. <laughs> but I was just saying, like, you can't, it, it's hard to talk about The Last Jedi and even talk about whether or not you like it. You have to get in dumb fights about, right. you know, about Rose or about, you know, just it taking down toxic masculinity
1: and general. The only thing I, I find valid about an argument about last Jedi is I thought the entire uh, Rose and Finn going to that planet. I thought that was all on. Un- that was all unnecessary. And I thought that planet was just, I didn't care for ridiculous ca- I didn't care for the Casino Planet but I didn't at all yeah I I had I, nothing to do with Finn and Rose I read some stuff about I didn't about like that the planet itself
0: They needed they needed to set up Finn and Rose they they needed to they needed Rose to be a character and they needed Finn to do something right. because things were largely going to be about Ray so they had that whole side thing to set up you know to to broaden Finn and Rose I understand that they needed to set up that
1: there was these people getting rich off of the war but they could have done that without the the James Bond casino scene. You know what uh, I? It was that took me out of the Star Wars universe. To be I honest, I personally,
0: I personally thought that the idea that uh, the Benicio del Toro uh, dunking on them, like, oh look, you guys buy from bad people too. Like, I mean, right. they're they're weapons of war. Like, good people, you know, there's not like locally sourced organic, you know, starfighters. What are you, you going to do?
1: Yeah, they could have gone on some sort of like that adventurey get, mission.
0: That can get back into like uh you know like Punch Nazis type stuff. Like you can't you can't have uh you know a calm dialogue with the empire,
1: right? I think they established Rose her character right from the beginning when she's kind of fan, you know, fangirling over over Finn and then she realizes that he's trying to to run away. Yeah. And she, you know, paralyzes him and turns him in. That tells you right there she's like Screw you, dude.
0: I think i look at it more toward the Canto. I think it's Canto Bite, might be. But the ca- the casino stuff, I don't think it was unnecessary. I just didn't really like it very much.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it at all. So, but that doesn't mean I don't li- didn't like the
0: characters. Yeah, I just You can get into you can get into the whole stuff about we freed these giant horse monsters that they're just going to take back, but also we stay there slave kids. It, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is
1: but they left the kids. <laughs> But overall,
0: but but also to say like that that part aside, I do really really like Last Jedi overall. Yeah, I do too. Like burn burnout, grumpy Luke Skywalker, I I love that. The only,
1: I like it. The only thing that I don't like about it is that Mark Hamill didn't like it when he made it, and I didn't realize that when I watched it the first time. It's when I was watching all the special features, and I was like, oh, I guess he he didn't want to die. I just assumed that that's what he wanted. Well, you.
0: It, it's, but of it's course, he's of, still
1: going to be in there as a force ghost.
0: But but that uh, that that uh, documentary is also about him coming around to uh, not only accepting it but feeling good about it. Right. Oh yeah, for which sure. Which is which is good. Right. I mean, he di- he did it roughly the way a fan should do it. Of like, oh, this isn't the Luke Skywalker I wanted. But then coming around to realize, like, well, yeah, that's a really interesting character arc for that to end on. But here's the thing the luke skywalker
1: you knew and loved he still exists in those first three movies you can go watch
0: those and relive that well and because it because it people takes, change because it takes place 40 years later um and
1: he's he's isolated himself oh
0: there's Whoa. a something happened check check, check 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 oh no my
1: thing's cutting up uh-oh i think as long as i don't touch it we're okay
0: we still we still going
1: yeah Yeah, we're good. As long as I don't touch my cord, for some reason it moved.
0: Stop touching yourself. Stop touching. Um, no, I.
1: It's not myself. It's my cord.
0: There's also 40 years worth of stories that happened in between there that led to. It's an 18 foot cord, by the way. It's it's difficult to. (laughs) I guess it's difficult to watch Return of the Jedi and then watch, you know, and then catch up with Luke in the Last Jedi and go. He went from, you know, the the Battle of Endor to. He's a burnout and it, it feels so sudden when really there is 40 years that took place between there that established that care.
1: I mean, just imagine if you were the one person that could bring back the Jedi order and you realized you can't do it.
0: Well, and especially when, <laughs> when you can, comp- when, I mean, I don't think it's, his, I don't, it's so funny. We're getting into this minutia, but I don't think it's his fault, but he, Him being supposedly the you know the shaman of all this, and the one not only did he make the most evil in the universe, the most evil in the universe is his nephew. So it's like I still think he's gonna turn out being a good guy. Man, he's so like uh, he's become so irredeemable. He's become so irredeemable. And again, Mm. I mean, we we can get into like uh, the prequels. They redeemed Darth Vader at the the, end of the original trilogy. but all, but the prequels make him so much more irredeemable. Yeah. That's a that's another that's a hard thing about the prequels. No, they
1: just make him uncool.
0: No, they make d- d- <laughs> Need I remind you that he killed children way back? Yeah, but they were Jedi children. Yeah, yeah but they were all bad. <laughs> now, uh Mr. Anakin, all that all that to say, uh Ghostbusters 2020 might be a lot of fun, but it's hard to approach it without the baggage of there's going to be a lot of shit heels and fedoras claiming victory on this one. Right. Yeah. Whatever. So whatever. So I guess we'll, we'll transition to that. You, you were talking about, you watched the men in black international trailer. I, I have not, I, I just kind of don't want to, it looks really
1: good. It's uh, the, te- in the trailer, the Tessa Thompson character. I don't know what their names are. They're, whatever their name is. It's just one letter, but yeah. I didn't write it down. So T- is it TNV? No, it's not TNV. Believe okay. it or not. Um so she learns about the Men in Black somehow in her life and I guess she becomes obsessed with it and she like tracks it down and figures out where their secret base is and she goes to where the secret base is in America and she convinces them I need to be a Men in Black. So they send her to I guess London. I think that's where that's why it's international. And uh Qui Gon Jinn's the boss there, you know what's his name? Liam Neeson. <laughs> there's he, always a bigger alien. Yeah, he's like the boss there, and I guess he, his former partner, Chris Hemsworth, is who he teams her up with. Huh. And
0: so this is kind of like Phantom Menace. A little bit, yeah, yeah. The end. He's gonna get.
1: I don't know if she's gonna turn into Darth Vader he's or not, get but
0: cut in half by Darth Shaloub.
1: But there's a scene in there where they're they're driving the the Men in Black car. And they go to fight this alien, and they just start pulling things off the car. They pull out the taillights, and it turns out it's a gun. They pull off a hubcap, and it's like a clip that they attach to the gun. They pull on the side mirror, and it's like a huge like cannon-type thing. It's cool how they just start
0: pulling things so off the it's, car. So it's really, there's not really a fish-out-of-water story for it the way it was for the Will Smith character. Not so much, because she had been chasing after the men in black so then what do you think this do they give any hint to what the kind of story they're trying to tell is or not is it really just a, does it feel like it's maybe just going to be a men in black episode
1: it looks like just a men in black with new characters yeah huh. huh which seems cool
0: i guess i'm not i'm not opposed to that it could be it could be a fun watch it doesn't seem terribly interesting to me but it could be a fun watch
1: i think it'll be cool
0: I who doesn't want to not, see aliens and i have also not watched the action trailer. i guess it looks fun that's maybe that's maybe another one of those the, the issue of a lot of these uh, a lot of these reboots and retellings and things like that don't don't often feel so much like they're trying to tell a story as like we have this franchise we got we got to do something with it write an it write an episode of this franchise I thought Men in Black three was underrated actually it didn't do very I have well I've heard that I have not seen Men in Black three because Men in Black two is not super great yeah it's not and I watched Men in Black three and Men in Black three seemed like because. Uh, Is Will Smith in Men in Black 3? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he is.
1: And I watched it like probably five years after it came out.
0: Is Tommy Lee Jones just not in it or he's just not in it He's not
1: in it a ton because Will Smith goes back in time. Yeah, and he's... And it's uh, uh, Thanos.
0: Yeah, that guy. I can't remember names today, so
1: I'm just gonna (laughs) You're going to get what you get. So Thanos is playing the Tommy Lee Jones character, and he's really good. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, the the bad guy is weird. It's... uh, Jermaine from um, the flight of the Concords oh, okay and he, he's menacing it's just kind of goofy but also menacing which is weird yeah. that combination of I get that. goofy but also like really scary
0: I should see if I should see if I have access to that movie and
1: but it's a time travel movie and there's like real life events going on there's a space shuttle that is like pivotal to the to the plot a space shuttle launch. So it, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's really cool.
0: Zephyr—they gotta help Zephyr and Cochran. Yep, they gotta help spaceship. Zephyr and Cochran.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: All right. Well, you know, I I wouldn't say I ain't mad at it. I just haven't really been. It hasn't wooed me. I think it looks fun. So, trailer train, keep it going. There trailer was another trailer train. There was another pretty <laughs> big trailer that <laughs> came out this week, which was the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Yeah, it
1: looks great too.
0: It looks a it looks lot of fun. Cool uh a lot of people miffed because it i guess takes place after infinity war who knows does it say it does people just assume that and i saw i saw it being said enough to believe
1: that does does anybody out there really think that they they're not gonna save all the characters that died and spider-man's gonna be alive again
0: uh, they're not gonna save all the characters that or people are i think they're gonna bring
1: everybody back and then some people are still gonna die
0: but uh, I don't think there was any doubt. They're going to reverse the Spider-Man. snap. They're not going to. They're not going to stop. They're going to the train.
1: Right. I mean, if you're hung up on that minutia, please get a new hobby. I'm not. Maybe like start knitting or I don't know something. Tic tac toe.
0: No, it, it's something a, that doesn't involve the internet or message boards. If that, I mean, if that's the case, it's a little bit of a weird move. But uh, I mean, they,
1: realistically, they need to get it out. I
0: guess. So it when was, is the movie coming out? Uh, I I want to say, want to. You know, I'm not. I'm it's not next year. I can't it's speculate. Next year. But the fact that it's scheduled to come out
1: tells you that Spider-Man is not dead.
0: Well, when I first heard the so, title, and when, they have to, they have to put it out there. They want people to get excited for it. When Just, I first heard the title, Spider-Man. Spoderman. That's something Spoderman. entirely different. There is a Spoderman. thing called Spoderman. It's, let's, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> right. That's not what we're talking about tonight. Don't Google it. Uh, no, it's, I don't think it's pornographic. <laughs> I, could be, I could be wrong, but the things I know about it are not pornographic. Uh, no, when I first heard the title Spider-Man Far From Home, I thought, oh, this is going to be like a metaphysical, what's going on with Peter while he's trapped in one of the stones or... Or even something somewhere in
1: the universe.
0: Yeah, something about yeah. that. Something about that. And it's, it turns out, I was like, no, he's just in France. He's in London, England. London? I, I thought it know. was France.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to say it like the general in Austin Powers.
0: I, there, London, England. Uh, well, I I believe it was France, because there is a scene where he is in the place where the naked ladies dance. Oh, yeah, I remember. No. Um, the uh, the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio, which as much as people, when i first saw him fly up i was like
1: what character is he playing again as, i forgot that it was mysterio and then they showed the dome later Yeah,
0: as much as but people i was like were mad he looks at, cool as much as people were maybe mad at the idea that uh it takes place after or before endgame or after endgame whatever uh, people were ecstatic that the fishbowl is coming back. Yeah. Which right? I, I am one of those people. Like, it's an I, important part of the character. I am a big fan of dumb costumes. Right. Um, in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, when they had the rhino, the dumb mech suit, I yeah. did not like. Man, I, I thought want...
1: the, the shocker should have gone further. Boy, yeah. Boy, I really wanted the big... If I had a dollar every time, I heard that.
0: want <laughs> He, he's the shocker. He shocks people. Like, boy, you guys really—you did your homework. You tried really hard to get past that other meaning that is becoming the zeitgeist. But yeah, I—I I wanted to see, see the big dumb mattress costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the same, like uh, the rhino. I don't want a mechanical suit. I want a big dumb rubber rhino suit with a head sticking out of it. But a giant dude under it. Yeah. Yeah, a giant dude under it. Not Paul Giamatti. All due respect. Um, Paul, like. <laughs> How Great actor, the terrible madness, rhino. The madness of tattoo head Paul Giamatti I was kind of into, but I did not care for that that suit. I think of a lot of things when I think
1: of Paul Giamatti, and the rhino is not one of them. Uh, strangely enough, I do.
0: He could have been the leader. But, uh, yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, I do. I I like that. I like dumb, um, dumb, tacky costumes, and I think that they've done a good job of making uh, Mysterio work. As, uh, Agreed. You know the the vulture the vulture that they did strayed from that, but uh, the vulture they did in Homecoming I thought was really cool. Yeah, plus it was Michael Keaton. It was Michael Keaton. It was a departure from the vulture just being some old guy. Yeah, uh, which- I remember
1: when people people were like, uh, I really want John Malkovich to play the vulture. Yeah. For like years. That would have worked. Or Patrick Stewart. It had to be a bald guy. Like nobody could get over the fact like it's got to be a bald guy. It can't be a guy that could shave his head. Mm -hmm. It has to be a guy that's already bald.
0: Sometimes it's it's (laughs) difficult. I will tell you myself, I get real hung up on that apparently a subplot of these new movies is uh, how much everybody wants to totally get with Aunt May. Uh, yeah, and I have spent have you seen Aunt May? I've ni- spent 90% of my wife or my 90% of my wife, yes. my wife, my wife. I've spent 90% of my life, uh, understanding Aunt May to be this elderly woman. So it is weird, she
1: keeps getting younger and younger in every reboot. Like, I totally ex- expect it was a- in the next reboot, it's probably gonna be like Demi Lovato is Aunt May or something.
0: I uh yeah I I had thought of this and by the time I got to the internet it was already there the Facebook 10 year challenge of Aunt May from the old Spider Man <laughs> movies and then Marissa Tomei so
1: Marissa Tomei
0: hey you know what go get it Happy Hogan I love I love Marissa he'll treat Tomei. her well he'll be a good dude I love Marissa Tome, and honestly when it comes down to it I don't really care it it's just I've I've spent a lot of my life kind of seeing the character this one way and it's. It's a milf now, so yeah. Right. I mean, it's not. I'll it's f- not out of the. I have a kid that's
1: 22. Yeah, he'll be 23 oh, no, in not. a few months.
0: Frankly, frankly, um, Aunt May being this woman in her 70s w- with a teenage that was actually more nephew unbelievable. was a little weird. She would have had to be like great Aunt
1: May. Yeah. I mean, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's it's two generations of grandpa parents. Right. But. uh... Regardless, movie looks cool. Uh, teenage shenanigans. Uh, probably the thing that has made the the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies so good is they're so much better at portraying teenage life. Right, right. And uh, the, the Flash Thompson bit at the end, <laughs> really, really good. What's oh, your oh,
1: thing with Spider-Man? Oh, I just respect him, you know? He's...
0: He's good to the neighborhood. He kept, he's got a cool he costume. He's really penis cool. Parker in the first one. I know.
1: Well, that's why in this, the end of this one, he's like, "What's up, Dick?" It's
0: actually, it's actually an, a spectacularly good Flash Thompson.
1: I can't wait until MJ goes, "Hey Peter, don't you think it's weird that we went to Washington D.C. and Spider-Man saved us, and now we're in Europe and Spider-Man's here saving
0: us? Yeah. Don't you think that's I'm weird, fr- Peter?" I'm frankly, I'm frankly surprised that she does. The, one of the things that the, these superhero movies cannot get like there is zero there is zero self control over the main characters. All need to know that he's Spider Man right now. They all need right. to know. We cannot have them not know. They need to know. The bad guys they need to find out.
1: Right. Well, the, MJ's going to know because the way the way they play it, it's uh, Zendaya. That's that's the actress, right? Is that Zendaya. Um, I might be saying it wrong. It's something like that. But the way she portrays it is like she's definitely the smartest person in the room.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and that's
1: and knows what's going on, but she also
0: Great great introduction. doesn't play
1: the dumb little games that normal people do. She's like
0: Great introduction above to that it. character in Homecoming too. Right. Like a perfect way to introduce uh it's you know the that classic you hit the jackpot tiger thing of introducing her <laughs> in the classic stuff is a pretty hard thing to to live up to. And I think that them them sort of flipping the script on the character that she is and making her the way she is, I think it, it, it works well with how the character has always been and to make it something modern and something fresh
1: Because MJ's pretty sarcastic in the comic books. Sure. Yeah. But I didn't think the Kristen
0: Dunst was much, you know? Kristen Dunst, one, I, And she was good. She's fine. She's fine. I, I like those it, movies. I don't know that it really embodied that character, but I, I like Kristen Dunst, certainly.
1: Yeah, I, I'm on board with what they're doing. So
0: Never introduced it in the Amazing Ones, did they?
1: Uh, I don't know. They just did all the Gwen Stacy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think MJ was even... I think they might have cast it originally. It was... Uh, her name was Shailene Woodley. She was in like the... I know that name. Uh, what were those? It, like the the Divergent movies? Yeah. She was originally cast, but I think they cut all of her scenes out. Yeah. So they probably just thought better of it those i don't really,
0: know I, I think those the the two amazing spider-man movies were so dysfunctional to begin with those were there was a lot of good stuff were, in there that i liked though those were like I, they d- actually did really good gwen stacy stuff i thought
1: yeah and i like dennis,
0: uh,
1: yeah, dennis leary as as her dad dad slash lizard
0: he was pretty good he wasn't or no a, no you're that right
1: was, what was he
0: Oh, he He's got killed by the lizard. Killed. That's the second right. Movie, That's right. The second movie was his dumb menacing ghost that everywhere Peter went, like he'd just be sitting in yeah, a cab. I remember. Giving him the mean mug. He's about <laughs> ready to get into a 90s rant on him.
1: Yeah. Oh, geez. No, uh, like the MTV the,
0: thing. The, the elec- electro thing that they do is terrible. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Jamie Foxx seems to be the ruiner of fun.
0: Their green goblin slash Hobgoblins pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but there's still good stuff. They're in just, there. they're just when Gwen, Gwen Stacy are... dies, it was like, Oh yeah, they, they did that fairly well. Just, they feel like dysfunctional movies that were born from Sony really wanted to hold on to that <laughs> property. For sure. It's the same thing. Fantastic four movies. I, I thought Andrew Garfield did a good job. He's, I was happy with him he's as Peter Parker. Fine. I didn't
1: kinda. buy him as a high school kid, like Tom Holland.
0: Yeah. And you know, part of, part of Peter Parker is feeling like he's part of Peter. Peter Parker. I couldn't even do it. Part of Peter. Parker. Part of Peter Parker is packing a pic, pack of pickled peppers, but uh, peanut butter. Part of it is there is there's a certain awkward uh, adolescence to it, and uh, right. Tobey Maguire was pretty all right at that, and uh, Andrew Garfield never. That that's I guess that's the that's the flaw of hiring an incredibly handsome, charismatic person for that role. <laughs> of, like you're never going to pull it off, as that he's getting picked on, just because yeah. he. You know, just because he wears you know Vans and skates to school, they're not going to pick on him. Yeah, Which I guess will lead to we, we've on. had we've had a bunch of Spider-Man talk. This will lead me into I I finally got myself to watch the Disney's A Wrinkle in Time, and it really really bumped me out. It was a wrinkle in a something wrinkle in and a, a wrinkle I, in your shorts. You know, I those those books were really important to me growing up, and. You know, when I first started seeing uh, stuff trickle out about this movie, I'd, I've I've been working on not being that nerd of just getting mad that they're not completely de- devoted to the source material. I'm like, right. okay, you know what? This cat, this casting looks interesting. Uh, it's maybe not necessarily the casting that I would have, but you know what? I think I think I can see where some takes could be had on this. I, I like the idea of, you know, of who they have for Meg. I, I, you know, these this looks interesting. And the only thing I really wanted was like their, their overall tones in that about um, having flaws and mm-hmm. um, having, you know, uh, like a community not understand your family and things like that. They, right. I think they want to portray in that movie, but they just, it's completely unearned. It just had a weird tone to it. I remember when I saw the,
1: <clears throat> the trailer, I was like, uh, this one's not for me.
0: Like, uh, Storm Reed, I the young like lady that. I like the way the, it looked. The, the young lady that plays Meg Murray, she's very good, but yeah, the kids were fine. That book is about that is about that young woman, um, struggling very hard against herself, being awkward and specifically having temper, really bad temper issues. Hmm. And the movie she just is, seemed to have like self-esteem. Yeah. The, like, movie itself is, the movie itself is kind of about her just having self-esteem issues, which are completely unearned because she's smart. She seems fairly well adjusted. Um, Sometimes the smartest people are the
1: first ones to have to doubt themselves though. I guess. It's trust me, dumb people do not doubt anything that they're doing or saying.
0: That's you make a strong point. You make a very strong point. Some people, you know, maybe Meg Murray would not have decided to buy McDonald's to Ham- honor hamburgers, people, but I mean, that's not what we're talking about. No, here. we're not getting to hamburgers. Um the casting of the the misses characters is Unconventional, unconventional, unconventional. Not bad casting. It is incredibly bad portrayals. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they did. I
1: don't remember who the third one. I remember Oprah and Mindy cowling Who was the third one? I can't Uh, even remember. I'm surprised you forget Reese Witherspoon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, The character that Oprah I kept thinking
0: one of them was evil the whole time. I was like, one of these has to be evil. The character that Oprah Winfrey plays is supposed to be scary. Oh, not oh. evil, but scary and very short with people. Oprah doesn't do that. She's just giant instead. Yeah, you get um, a giant butterfly, and you get a the, giant the, butterfly. The character that Reese Witherspoon plays, she's just playing as quirky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's supposed to be the that's supposed to be the loving character, the more loving character that uh, Oprah seems to play. Hmm. Uh, there's the big scene where um, instead of uh, like a centaur. She turns into a weird salad monster. Yeah, that was weird. And then it just—I guess, guess what the, was Zach
1: Galifianakis doing? In that, that was that, a, movie? that was a
0: woman in the book. And you could have
1: literally cast anybody to do that <clears throat> part. Why do you cast Zach Galifianakis a, and tell him just don't do anything?
0: It's a genuinely that don't is be a,
1: weird, don't be funny.
0: That is a genuinely <laughs> interesting question because that was a that was a character that was supposed to help them get to the bad planet, and was kind of supposed to be all about. It, it, in the book, honestly, it didn't feel like a spectacularly great transition, but they they seem to set it up as a weird moment for Reese Witherspoon's character and his character to be like kind of hot for each other.
1: Yeah, in in what world is that gonna happen?
0: <laughs> but uh, I guess the the feeling that I got coming out of the movie was it, they were they were really big on trying to um, find ways to do big. Special effects set pieces without them having much, if any, context, and yeah, I mean, it was clearly
1: just super cgi Which I don't know, the super cgi movies turned me off. That's what I didn't like about the Oz movie with James Franco and um, the uh, Alice in Wonderland movies. No, I
0: get you. It, it felt it felt a lot like it those. doesn't feel like you're in a, a real world. Instead of it being because they they try and play up some of the the things about the themes about. Meg, I, a big moment in is the Meg, I give you your faults. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the movie has really set up what her faults are at that point. Yeah. Other than maybe she doesn't, she, maybe she her has Her faults are in but, her stars. But also, guess what? She's a teenager. <laughs> they all have low self-esteem. Yeah.
1: I'm 41 and um, I have low self-esteem.
0: The Calvin character in the books, his, his position seemed to, his, in the books, it was more of like he's just completely, no matter what happens, he's completely positive. The movie, he's just kind of there to... Do dreamy eyes at Meg a lot? Yeah, but you know, I'm being overly overly critical. The point being is, you know, I guess it, some of it is I'm very nostalgic for the source material, mm-hmm. but it felt like it, it's a really good way of portraying how to harness a a very specific claw of hers. Being like, it's really about there's uh, there's some major themes about like owning failure in the mo- in the book that the movie. The movie actually flips that completely, but uh, I guess I'll just get to the largest offense I have in the movie is uh, I actually like you said you weren't super fond of Mindy Kaling in it. I I liked her in the movie. Uh, I think she's fine when she's playing
1: Mindy, like the Mindy Project, or when she's in the office when she's playing herself. I think she's likable, yeah. and but yeah, this char- I don't. Maybe it was just the character. I didn't really like the character. I
0: thought she did fairly well in it. The quoting was just... Uh, It was like she... They had to update the quotes with more pop culture-y stuff, which is just something that's going to happen. But the one that really got me was when Reese Witherspoon turns into the salad monster, because she'll quote... She'll do a quote, she'll give a name, and she'll give a nationality. Mm -hmm. And the quote she did was, Dang! Tucker, American. Which is a reference to Chris Tucker... In Friday, which it is not, D A N G, it's damn. Right. It's also Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, but <laughs> you know, for the for the famous one. But the point being, is... she might as well have done by Felicia. If her whole, if her whole, yeah, sure.
1: I <laughs> if, guess. You're gonna, if you're
0: going to take from that movie, if you're going, if her whole persona is she gives quotes, if you're not going to say damn, that's fine. I know you're Disney, but find an accurate quote find a quote you can do if you're not going to do the quote don't do it and that, i i i feel like something like that kind of was a it, it was, was bad the, writing the whole thing was really it felt tone deaf it felt gen, it felt like generic kind of ya stuff yeah so uh, and i was really bummed out about it oh uh, that's too bad I'm i didn't sure enjoy it either and i pretty pretty like sure everything. they're not going to do any of the other book, books but honestly the second book i think is uh, unfilmable maybe they'll reboot it with an all male cast yeah there you go <laughs> There you go. We'll get into that stuff. So I've been dominating. Trav, speaking. What of, have you been up to?
1: Well, well. While we're on the subject of like YA movies, I uh, watched uh, the House with a Clock in Its Walls. Watched that the other day. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't like the marketing of it because it made it seem like it was serious and spooky or something like that. But it was actually really fun. There's funny stuff in it. It looked like and it it's was a, like it's goosebumps magical adjacent. It did have a goosebumps tone in the trailers more so than the movie. The movie more seemed like, I don't know. It kind it of felt like, something
0: like Halloween fair ish, you know, but like, it felt like
1: Matilda like or a, something because like a
0: hocus pocus kind of movie.
1: Actually hocus pocus is something that I was thinking. This is, this is a movie for anybody that still loves hocus pocus should probably watch this movie because it definitely had a tone of hocus pocus to it, but it's a lot of fun. Jack Black's funny in it. Uh, there is a weird scene uh, where <laughs> he gets turned into a baby, but he covers his face so the spell doesn't affect his head, and they they made so it's Jack Blackhead baby. They made an actual head baby.
0: So is like the head. It's special a baby effect, body. Is it like the baby is it it's like a the special on the effect. floor, and his head's coming up through the floor on the body.
1: No, it's it's laying there. The kid picks the baby up. It's a giant animatronic Jack Black face with a baby body oh
0: man that's a, that and that, it alone disturbing. Sounds, that alone sounds like i want to see the movie just to see you it's funny get, it's we don't get animatronic faces much anymore there's uh in the special features
1: we were watching and th- there's an entire you
0: remember total recall with the thing coming up over the animatronic schwarzenegger yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of uh, like that
1: is it like oh man i i actually do want to see it now so they've got a little documentary like a five minute documentary yeah. just on that and it's people walking in the room and forgetting that it's there and going, "Oh, jeez."
0: And just freaking out. <laughs> I I am actually way into that. I I want to return to things like uh, in RoboCop 2 when when gangsters have stripped RoboCop and there's like a animatronic torso with an animatronic Peter Weller face twitching <laughs> on it.
1: Have you seen have you seen RoboCop 2? I have never seen any of them except for the reboot. <gasps> I've seen parts you, of the first one.
0: You've never seen original original.
1: Oh i've seen like 45
0: minutes of it travis you've made a grave mistake in your life i guess no you uh, original robocop is such a good movie i tried to
1: watch it and i was like all right well it's a bad time. it it's, was just late never went back to it
0: it is such a good movie and, and such good social commentary that holds up robocop 2 is a really bad movie that's really <laughs> fun to watch
1: robocop showed up in wcw i don't know if you knew that
0: Yes. A couple times. Yes, where he, he pulled the door off the cage. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Was Sting in the cage? I think Sting was in the cage, yeah. I think they locked Sting in the cage so he couldn't help the other good guys and RoboCop. Uh, also, RoboCop's, like, the, the part of his leg fell off. Yeah. <laughs> It was just a stunt man wearing the suit and it wasn't even like the legit suit. It was like a
0: Oh, was it mean it accidentally fell off or this wasn't yeah. part
1: of the storyline? No, it was not part. Oh, it just Oh boy. Part of the costume fell off <laughs> while he was walking. Anyway, back to House with a clock in its walls. It's a lot of fun. Kate Blanchett's amazing. You, you in were it. good
0: to stop me because I can never stop <laughs> talking about Robocop, so please continue. But
1: I I definitely recommend it. It's magic. There's a lot of magic in it. And there's there's some cool stuff. There's like, it talks about uh, pumpkins keep evil spirits away. There's actually a demon in it, uh, Azazel, who is who's who a demon in the Supernatural series. Uh, Elena,
0: Azazel, so. I think, was the name of the demon He's in a Prince of Hell, apparently. the Denzel Washington hit Fallen. Oh, really? Is that the one where... Uh, uh, I think it's Elias Kataeus is in it. Is John Goodman in it? john goodman i believe is also in there. yeah i remember it, that i haven't seen fallen since the 90s but yeah was, that's when i saw it it's, too I, it, it's probably not a very good movie but it left an impression on me as a kind of uh unconventional movie i didn't realize azazel was in it i think it was azazel could be I'm pretty sure it was azazel maybe it was
1: azrael he took batman's place no, no that's okay. that's
0: the cat from the smurfs
1: <laughs> that's true Oh, I can't do any voices. <laughs> not yet. <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is hammered. So It's the pollution.
0: Uh, uh, I, before you came over, I did not have time to finish, but I started watching the uh, Netflix... You hear about it until you finally have to watch it, uh, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. So you don't you don't know the premise of this, right? Uh, not at all. No,
1: I'm familiar with Black Mirror as a series. I've never watched and any of them, but
0: you're not familiar with the gimmick behind this. Apparently, in particular.
1: there's one that has a uh, Agent Carter in it. That's amazing. I've oh, yeah. never I've never seen it, and I've I'm never, a big fan of hers. So I I've can't remember her name. I've never watched
0: Black Mirror myself, but I started watching this, and it is a choose your own adventure. Yeah,
1: I, I read something
0: about that, but I was like, "How does that work?" It works that because uh, you know I'm watching on my on my Xbox through Netflix, and you can just hold the controller and it'll buzz every once in a while, and it gives you at the bottom of the screen while a scene's playing, it gives you just a verbal choice. That's weird. And you go one or the other. So here's the here's the thing. That would uh, give, make me nervous. I think it <laughs> from uh, I've also heard some people talk about it, that. For the most part the choices are pretty inconsequential. I will say this, I hit a fail state. Very early on I made a choice that I thought that the character would make and come to find out it was the wrong choice. Hmm. And I failed out and it went back to the start but skipped through most of it to get up to that moment. And then within that moment, like there's a character that I met and who was working cuz the the premise of it is about a is about a guy developing a game in the 80s okay and so you meet this uh bandersnatch's name or the name of the game uh bandersnatch is the name of the game he's working okay. on, based on a novel that his mom liked or something like that
1: benedict bandersnatch
0: yeah he um uh he meets a guy who seems to be a john carmack like figure you, you know you know a john carmack
1: uh was he the guy that said he could bend a spoon on the tonight show is
0: that that no that guy? that's no? Uh, isn't that Yuri geller Sure. Boy, yeah, you know, I, I think so. No, John think Carmack right. and John Romero were the two guys who were key in, uh, in making the game Doom. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, John I Romero, would never guess that in a million John years. John Romero was kind of the rock star charismatic guy, whereas John Carmack was the much more capable nerd guy. Okay. There's a whole big great story about their falling out in the development of story, Oh, it's, but it's Ready Player One. This character, yeah, Ra- <laughs> Ready Player One. Those two characters really are largely based on. They seem oh, really? very largely based on. Carmack Except Ready America. Player
1: One came out before that, right? It was written in the eighties, wasn't it?
0: Uh, what? Well, no, I don't think oh, so. I don't know. No, didn't you no. say it was a book? Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. That- Ready Player One was written just a couple of years ago. Oh, Ready all Player right. One. The book Ready Player One <laughs> has references to like Kevin Smith in it. Oh, okay. So, um, no, but it says. You meet this sort Kevin of... Kevin Smith
1: records his podcast on this Zoom blender, by the way, folks. That Boom, That's celebrity Smith. Zoom,
0: man. Can't his voice has
1: Zoomed through this.
0: That, that, that Zoom has more cachet than we do put together. That's right. But regardless, you, so you meet this Carmack-like guy. And when after I went through the fails, and, and you check out this latest game he's working on. So when I hit this fail state, I came back. And when you're introduced to me, he goes, haven't I met you before? And then when he's showing you the game, he's like, "You call it? Oh yeah, that name." He's like, "How'd you know the name of that? I haven't told anybody." about it. Like, i like, "I don't know. I just hear things." So um, I went into it thinking I'm gonna find this hokey and dumb, and like I'm actually pretty charmed by it so far. Surprisingly, hmm. it's not it's not what I expected at I all. I just don't
1: give into the hype. Whenever somebody yeah, people are overhyped about things, I'm like, nah. I don't
0: want to watch Bird Box. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I could watch it. Like for one, it doesn't sound like the kind of movie I'd really be into anyway. But two. I don't think I can get past the sort of weird meme, like uh, artificial meme hype that got put behind it and, right. and really take it well, seriously. Well, I
1: think the same things happened with Bandersnatch.
0: Um, I, maybe.
1: N- Netflix is such a weird entity right now. They know if, it, if they put it out there, people will think, well, I need to post about that too. I, I gotta jump on with everybody else. Netflix is just—it's the thoughts and prayers. I better—I better say thoughts and prayers too.
0: Netflix hit this weird rut of just like they were trying to do everything. Right. Then last year was uh, Netflix. We do anime and uh, comedy specials exclusively.
1: Comedy specials of people you've never heard of. Yeah. I will say, last night I started watching the Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Comedy special.
0: Which ones that? It
1: just barely came out like is yesterday. Is it the ones?
0: Is it Stay Hungry?
1: Yeah. 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 It. but that's it's that's it's one of those a, things uh, that
0: it comes up right when you when, right when you open Netflix. That's what comes up. Right. Probably. Yeah.
1: That's why I knew it was on there, and yeah. it's pretty funny. He's a funny guy. I've seen some really. Hey, I mean, he does a no dirt man. on him.
0: Like I love the idea that a lot of comedians are getting a lot of exposure through Netflix. Right. But it's just. They they're a little weird in that like uh, some of it's been good prestige television. They went through their Marvel phase that has <laughs> has ended tragically. Uh, th- this uh this very weekend uh, you're gonna have the new season of Punisher, mm-hmm. and you're gonna hit have a uh, Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. You're gonna have his uh, trigger warning series that I'm really interested in watching. Hmm. So be interesting. Yeah, they they're very weird up and down. So and you then, like
1: Bandersnatch then?
0: So far, I'm pretty charmed by it. Maybe next week I can let you know how things shake out. But so far, I'm relatively charmed by it. Uh, There's a couple
1: things I wanted to bring up. Uh, Idris Elba. Roland. He's been cast in the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Idris Elba will always be string to me. (laughs) So, I mean... I'm excited for that movie because I like the Fast and Furious movies. They're fun. They are
0: incredibly dumb movies that I love watching.
1: And Hobbs and Shaw is just The Rock and Jason Statham and now the Idris Elba. I don't know if he's on their side. I'd imagine he's probably the villain. There's going to be if a joke gonna...
0: about how much baby oil he uses. I'm still there.
1: <laughs> so that should be pretty interesting. And then I saw that... Uh, well, there's a couple uh, things. Uh, the writers of Captain Marvel are going to... Write the pilot for the Vision Scarlet Witch series that's going to be on um, the Disney platform. Yeah. Disney um,
0: Plus. I'm anti Disney platform. I'm not generally into like uh, romancey things, but I'm, I'm interested to see how this shakes out.
1: There's a lot of people that are really into the Vision Scarlet Witch storyline. So I think it's smart of them to, to go that way. They're also doing a Loki show. Uh,
0: I'm up for which that. Which will be cool. I'm up for that.
1: So, and then of um, course you got The Mandalorian, you got. Stop there's, it, Disney! There's gonna be I don't stuff want your there. stupid
0: service. Stop it.
1: There's going to be stuff on there. Netflix uh, is raising their prices. How much is it
0: like? By like, I think it's pounds? like three
1: bucks. A, yeah. I don't. I, I don't
0: get too. I don't get too wrapped up in that. I don't like raising prices, but Netflix is in. Like, I am weirdly a homer for this corporate entity, but like Netflix, Netflix has done so You're much cool to stuff. Slash they, prices. We're Netflix slash has done prices. so much cool stuff, but at every turn, the cool stuff they do gets co opted by another another entity and they kind of have to go back to the drawing board and what are we going to do now we made these really great we made these (laughs) these great to not so great marvel series and even the ones that were too long is
1: the problem with them
0: even the ones that are doing great got you know shuffled out from under us there's good
1: stuff in those but they're too long
0: hey People told us this streaming service didn't, it wasn't going to work. Well, it works. Oh, everybody else is doing one now. Well, we got to figure out what to make work now. They're oh, all gonna, copying the WWE network. We're gonna we're gonna make our own programming. Oh, now everybody's making their It's just, <laughs> I feel a little bad for them, and I, I'm not I'm not gonna shed too many tears from a three. I'll get it. Increase. I don't have cable, so. I can and justify I, it and they've made it so i haven't had cable for a long time now
1: yeah i'm really a few like years that. into it i just the only thing i miss is sports i don't watch any sports anymore and that used
0: to be a big part big of my on, life sports was kind of a passive thing where i wouldn't mind kind of a a game being on in the background while i was doing something else i didn't yeah i wasn't really that into it but it was an okay passive thing so i don't i don't mourn the loss of that much now i watch it at the comedy club <laughs> So. Yeah, but you get a lot of that. And then there's also uh, the
1: the guys that wrote the original Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. They are going to be writing a reboot script for Masters of the Universe, and it's going to take place on Eternia.
0: I'm interested to see what that is. I that's one I would prefer. Like uh, Netflix has done with She-Ra and with Voltron, especially has done really well with resurrecting that kind of stuff. And I'd like to see it more there. But I'm, hey, uh, a Masters of the Universe movie. I'm, I'm interested to see where they take it. I think it'll be awesome. I can't wait.
1: I, that's the one thing I've been waiting. Well, that prop... Uh, Thundercats, too. I've been waiting <laughs> for Thundercats. <laughs> Thundercats and, Roar? And He-Man. No, not Thundercats it, has, Roar. Th- has Thundercats Real Roar Thunder Thundercats. happened
0: yet? Did we miss that? I don't know. I mean, I don't have in, Cartoon Network. It I'm interested could have in taking and gone swing gone and see how know. it is. You yeah. Know, it, in, in that same Teen Titans Go way. That's I mean, one Teen th- Titans Go is funny. Thundercats Roar is one of those things I can look at and go like, Yeah, sure. Why not? Those 80s ones are always going to be there. Like, hey. Exactly. I, I forgot if I told you about this. I was talking to Gabe because I'm I'm barreling toward the finish of uh, Voltron. And and Gabe asked me, he's like, uh, so, Dad, uh, what do you think has been the best Voltron? I know there was like one or two in between that were pretty forgettable. Have you gone back and watched the
1: original Voltron? Oh, the original's terrible. Yeah, it's not very entertaining. Yeah. The it's concept a, of it.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a What good sticks concept. in
1: my brain is amazing. You know the the lions the coming together and the but roaring it's, at the camera and making a blazing sword. And It's a long haul to watch one of those well, episodes.
0: From, and from what I understand, is it's two it's two uh, cartoons stitched together to make one. Oh really? I I need to read up on that. But oh. it, from what I understand, it's two separate cartoons that were stitched together to make the Vol. That's the how they made cartoons. Who Framed Roger Abbott. I don't know if you knew that. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I don't
1: he, even know what two cartoons stitched together he's means. He's like,
0: I think that this new one is. I'm like yeah you're you're pretty right this is like it is a really well-made product i
1: watched i think the first three or four episodes and i liked it i just kind of got away from it yeah it's, it's, always it's intended good, to go so back and keep watching them though
0: it, along those same lines like I, i'd frankly like to see that sort of thing done for like a he-man and see what kind of take they do on it but you know i'm interested frankly to
1: see, mr shankly
0: <clears throat> i'm interested to see what a movie they could do especially if you know, because there's there's a lot of different takes on it out there, and a, I'm not saying an adult dark take, but sort of maybe <laughs> in the sense of like uh, you, you, an adult Voltron. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking. Guess about... Guess what? That. There's a
1: sixth lion you didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> He's average size. Activate sized. those interlocks.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not, the Masters of the Universe thing. Like you, you remember you, you had the toys as a kid, like those mm-hmm. the art of that stuff that was really. You know, I think you said you watched that the toys we make, where they talked about oh, yeah. that they they made a bunch of artwork and then try and figure out how do we make toys in a kid program out of yeah, this. Yeah, it was totally intense artwork. It was like backwards developed of most things. So like, I, I don't want a grim dark thing, but like, you know, I definitely don't want Dolph in part I, two.
1: I want it to be four. Don't want don't want Gwilt. You know what I mean? Back.
0: I'd like something that. Full I want of- Hordak
1: in it though. I think Hordak's so cool. <laughs> Sure, sure. I think put Shira in it too. Sure. Absolutely. I'm all about it. I you know what I wouldn't mind is if they got new names for Shira and He-Man. <laughs> because they are stupid names. They are stupid names. They are they're the dumbest like, they're possible so, names they could have come up with.
0: They're so part of it. I get Hey, you know, whatever. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I guess just
1: own it. I guess Again that that, if that, you really
0: think about it, Spider
1: Man, the, Batman—they're dumb names. The,
0: that tickles the part of me that likes corny stuff.
1: Superman—they're—they're so. they're all dumb names, I guess.
0: But uh, I nothing against the Thor movies, but um, I'd like it to feel a little more gothic as opposed to the very MCU sort of plasticky armor. I want yeah. it to feel like big metal dumb armor. Yeah, I mean if big they can furry britches.
1: If they can find a way to make it somewhere between
0: Thor. And Lord of the Rings yeah is that too much to ask <laughs> sure okay that was you know the same thing with I told you last week about like the new Hellboy movie I'd like a little more of a gothic kind of not not grim dark tone but like I would like things to feel a little more gothic
1: make it look gothic people yeah. think Gothic and it doesn't have to be as dark
0: uh, you know when when people talk about the the prequel trilogy versus the original trilogy of how the original trilogy, and they—excuse uh, me—original trilogy, and the newer movies have done a decent job of making the the sets look similar. The well, the sets feel the the universe feel lived in, as opposed to right. the prequels feel really kind of plasticky.
1: It's very well. It doesn't. It doesn't even feel plastic. It to me, it feel it feels the same way as a wrinkle in time. It just feels like a green screen world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: So, email. I mean, even even when they're on like Naboo. Like, you couldn't find a place that actually has a field. They have to be rolling around well, in was, a CG
0: field. That was in that era where it, I, I genuinely Just think because George, you can do it doesn't mean you have George to. George Lucas was, was dreaming of a future where you didn't have sets or locations anymore. But you he lose something. You lose set. the soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure, we found that out. But the, it was at the time. I mean, it's, you know, guys dream like it. James Cameron thought that 3D was the way of the future you know
1: what it was for a couple of years everything was 3d for a couple of years will
0: eventually our children will tell us about how avatar 2 brought yeah i mean what is
1: the deal with that why first of all why just
0: just move on james cameron he's he's an ego man he's an ego avatar and also avatar made the original avatar made all the money all the i think it's maybe the maybe the force awakens finally overpassed it but i kind of still don't think so i think it's still the highest grossing movie of all time probably but and and it's just it's not a good movie no it's bad i mean it was when i originally
1: saw it in theaters i was like this is really cool to see but i don't even know if i've gone back and watched it and we bought it on blu-ray i don't think i've ever watched it on blu-ray it's
0: it's space dances with wolves it's yeah
1: basically it's Ferngully,
0: you know. Not not a lot of great great performances in it. No. So I mean, but and now it's just been so long, and he's like, "Oh, there's going to be like six movies." Like, it took you this long just to make a second one. I think people were excited
1: because they're like, "Wait, was that a blue nipple?" No, yeah. it wasn't was that a blue nipple
0: no, there was, that there was always the, there was those stories that i don't know how much truth there was the people who were incredibly depressed cuz they couldn't live on pandora you know this <laughs> this planet that's trying to kill everyone but, but uh so hey he-man you can listen to pandora though listen to pandora on pandora <laughs> he-man try to you know maybe try to be a little more gothic don't necessarily go the way of the plastic armor
1: you got to think it's going to have a sense of humor if it's the the guys that wrote iron man I mean, that's, that's, yeah, any MCU movie is like humor all over. I'd like a funny script, but like a Peter Jackson directing.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Can what, we do that? What was the last thing Peter Jackson did? You know? uh,
1: he just did a thing about World War One. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. He did that.
1: Well, I don't know if it was it in theaters or, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. What it the was deal just was. like, it was, it was a foot, very short old run. Footage,
0: old footage retouched. It was with, colorized, I think. It was called like, uh, yeah, it was. We'll never grow old or We'll never die, or something like that. Yeah,
1: I want to see it because I. World War One is fascinating to me. We're, a lot of people are fascinated by World War Two, and take nothing away from World War Two and the sacrifice people made, <laughs> but World War One was so deadly, and people were just dying. Oh unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. They were battling on top of each other. Yeah, it was a lot. It of, was. It was like World War Z, piles of human humanity. Yeah. It was crazy.
0: Not great stuff
1: let's put it this way when world war one started people were still wearing felt hats and and they had bayonets and by the time the world war one ended the germans had invented tanks so and there was this mustard gas there was 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 a huge transition
0: what was the gas that was super bad in world war one uh
1: i mean mustard gas was one of them but i can't remember but, yeah, that's where they invented deadly gas, too. It's almost like somebody went back in time and gave them technology <laughs> that humans shouldn't have had that early. It's, there's a weird juxtaposition from stabbing each other with your gun and the sword on the end of it to a tank and deadly gas. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're at about that time.
0: Hey Travis, what's we up, have Jake? A, we have a Jake Spotify discovery track of the week. Okay. I don't know. I I'm uh, I think I made it like a 2019 resolution that I'm going to listen to my Spotify Discover weekly every single week. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you the best of. All right, Trav. It was just an okay week for to Spotify discovery. Spotify discovery this week. Uh, the theme seemed to be weak rock. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I didn't get any... Did you discover...
1: When you get caught between the moon and No, new not even anything like that.
0: Just like... Uh, like... Uh, the, the, and the, <laughs> the, like A hero will save
1: us. I actually just, like that song. It's okay, but I of mean... All, of all of the... Not Creed. Yeah, was it Creed? No, it wasn't Creed. No, it was What's-His-Name from Nickelback, right? Yeah, Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger, right. I actually like the guy that. with the grocery stores. Yeah, Kroger's... Kroger's no, it was christmas i do like that song though
0: it was just a lot of kind of middle of the road songs like that and the only one that really kind of stood out i ended up listening to the whole album was a a band called roswell kid it Mm. was sort of a i haven't heard a real pop punky thing that i liked for a while they had there was a song in there called wendy's trash can that uh i just like i said i haven't really been into like a pop punk band in a long time and uh, this one was uh, it was upbeat, you know. It was about leaving your life behind, kind of. I think. I also am bad at interpreting lyrics, but I listened so the like that fastball song. The what road that? that they walked on was paved in gold. Oh boy, no, not quite that. It was more like a. Uh, Wasn't that
1: about like parents ditching their kids or something? I don't know. That's metaphorical.
0: <laughs> no, it was. It was sort of in the same line of maybe a little bit more. A little bit kind of in the Green Day Blink 182 thingy. Of just, okay. It's just a pop punk album. And I listened to it. And it even it strayed more a little bit into Weezer territory. I thought it was pretty all right. I don't think it's going to hang. But that mm. is your Spotify track of the week. So uh, we have reached. Did we want to get into any of
1: the Gillette or Ham Derbers? Because oh, next it, week it's going to be.
0: <laughs> Hokey Smokey Artichoke. It was let's a weird. Just, week. Let's
1: just lightly touch on. Because we we've kind of sprinkled throughout the episode. Let's just lightly touch on those.
0: Which one do you want to do first? You want to do Gillette or Hamburger Day? Let's do Hamburger Ham, Gate.
1: Hamderbers.
0: Hamburger <laughs> Gate was uh, this dumbass that apparently I we can decided cheeseburger. to <laughs> lead us. Uh, we're in the midst of a government shutdown, which is ridiculous because it's over a dumbass vanity project that we don't need. And um, that's a long road to say that uh, this dumbass was hosting the Clemson Tigers. I think, is that I think right? the we'll
1: swipe pathway. I think the wall is a distraction.
0: I think it's just a vanity project. That no, I, I don't think that, he even when that man leaves, he will be able don't, to point to and say that's me.
1: I don't think he even cares about the wall. Happen. I think he's trying to distract from his, everything else that's going on. The dude on.
0: loves his big stupid monument of hotels.
1: I think. He, I think he knows that there are spots where a wall will will work fine and there's spots where you probably need drones and things like that. There's there's a lot of different uh land throughout the border of US and Mexico. Yes. So there's all, you know, there's cliffs, there's ocean, there's all sorts of things. Not one thing is going to work in every spot, and he knows that. I think it's a big distraction, but back to
0: uh, regardless because of his his dumbass hissy fit, our government isn't working right now. A and government that, that isn't working can't look
1: into his uh, Russia stuff, by the
0: way. Due to that, uh, <laughs> he was hosting the Clemson Tigers. I believe that? National Clemson champions, that right? yes. National the Clemson champion Tigers. Champion Clemson they Tigers.
1: destroyed Alabama And in the title game.
0: To try to
1: show what a good guy he is. Just think of it this way. He brought in... The national champion football teams, uh, kids from 18 to 23 probably, best shape they will ever be in in their life. They probably eat brown rice and broccoli and chicken breasts when when their school caters them food. It's probably the healthiest food that they can get so they can be in top peak physical condition. And what does... he? He, give them. he
0: stands around with a bunch of of McDonald's <laughs> garbage, smiling like he just like yeah, it, he was the, the it was lo- the it was the McDonald's two for five dollar mix and match oh my deal. God, it's so it's just so embarrassing, man. Like <laughs> they lit candles. They lit candles with and hey, oh I mean, gosh. The, the, Twitter was Twitter was a delight. Like hey. What do you know about McDonald's French fries? They're good. If you don't eat them right when you get them, they turn to, they turn to chalky trash. McDonald's is super controversial
1: in my house right now because we found out that the fries are not gluten-free. If you have celiac disease, guys, the, it, the oil that they flash fry them in before they freeze them, uh, it's like an animal fat, and there's, there's wheat in there. So oh, they are wow. not gluten free. If if you have celiac, don't eat McDonald's fries.
0: Gluten update. Gluten update. <laughs> but it's just like it's you get a bunch of food that doesn't age well, and then you take a picture like hour <laughs> an hour or so before you're gonna serve. It's like this, no one. A pile of filet
1: fish made me happy though. <laughs>
0: oh, there was a hundred filet fish. So much good stuff coming out. Like, and he. <laughs> In the initial thing he says, like, "Oh, we got three hundred hamburgers and then the next day he's going like, "I bought thousands of yeah, hamburgers Yeah,
1: it, it, it went up and, like two hundred And these big, every beefy, time he, these
0: big beefy boys ate them all and like people doing estimates like if you really got a thousand hamburgers, those guys would roughly have to for each person eat twelve hamburgers you're there's idiot.
1: maybe seventy kids on the team if you bring all the red shirt guys to maybe pushing into eighties you got coaches and trainers you might have Maybe a hundred, hundred and ten people. Are just the that's hamburgers. ten. That's
0: ten a piece. And they they didn't even leave the they didn't even leave the fries in like the fry containers. They had little mini cups of fries that yeah. had the presidential logo on them. Oh my gosh! It's just soup to nuts. It's the dumbest, dumbest, <laughs> dumbest thing. You know they
1: put them in the fridge, right? It's hilarious. They're, it's like when we, I worked at RC Willie with you, and they used to. Did you work at the old like the 21st South store where they would do the hot dog cook cooking uh, things no, no. and they would take the extra hot dogs and put them in the employee break room <laughs> for people to eat throughout the week. So I know if you went to the White House break room and you open the fridge there's going to yeah. be like 87 fillet of fish in there. Yeah.
0: Just but so, so much
1: good Everybody in the White House is microwaving fish the worst people in the world microwave fish jake
0: so much good comedy on twitter i saw what because there's a picture of him with the whole spread and he's putting his arms out like look at what i've done like also he was very proud also such a rich guy couldn't spring for couldn't spring for the olive garden five guys like like basically it's like hey you're being honored at the white house with the shit that you buy at 2 a.m to cure your hangover it's like I went out, I, like, the night that it was an, that he did that, like, I can go out and, like, I, you know, I, I can go to Applebee's and be like, I'm dining finer than the White House right now. He should have, I mean, if he really wanted to make himself look like a normal person, which he isn't, he should have, like, fired up a mo- grill. I think the unfortunate problem is he is the most normal person.
1: No, he's not. He is not normal. He's a nor- far too
0: normal. You would fire
1: up a grill. I would fire up a grill. I'd cook hamburgers and hot dogs. For 100 people, you could do it. Get you and, and your wife and get get all of his kids out there, flipping burgers for these players. Say welcome to the White House. We couldn't get the staff here, so many ways because of the shutdown. But we're gonna do this. We're gonna cook these burgers. How do you want it? You want you want two? You're a big dude. You look like a lineman. You want a double, don't you? Let's put some more cheese on there.
0: Oh, and I wanted be to be a real thing, person. I don't saw, stand in front of fake food. I saw uh, <laughs> pictures of of the event with all the football players and I want to know who it was there was a guy there who still had his ear his earbuds in <laughs> <laughs> or airpods whatever they call those uh He was just excited cuz I think this is like the first
1: team that actually went to the White House. The pro teams don't go anymore.
0: I think the college one
1: might have gone last year. The pro ones don't. Pro They're ones like don't. nope. You know.
0: That that that's another I would be interested to know cuz I got to imagine that there were people on that team that didn't want to go. So I got to imagine what the how they make sure they all like is it a like your your bench next week if you don't come to this goofy white house thing i don't know i don't know i think it's a free trip for a college uh, student (laughs) that's probably as much attention as it gives so let's uh why don't we get to it's just
1: silly it's
0: gillette gate uh, there's no
1: gate people are upset because of this gillette commercial i don't know why i i watched it I don't know why people are so upset about it. Like,
0: people who complain about snowflakes are themselves the thinnest skinned hot dogs oh yeah, in the land. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: That's like... Uh, oh, here's something I did want to talk about. Um, Janine Garofalo came out last week and defended Louis C.K. and his right to go on stage and you know, do stand-up. And people are going after her. Like, guys, do you remember... 15, 20 years ago during the Bush administration, Janine Garofalo was on Air America and she was like putting herself out there, literally like sticking her neck out for what she believed in, whether you disagree with it or not. She was just coming, speaking from the heart. And she's always been a person that she's not trying to get anything out of what she's saying. She just looks at what she thinks is right. And I've met Janine and it was a great experience. I loved her. I hope I get to meet her again. She was amazing to me. She was totally kind and cool. And I'll stand by her because people going after her because she stuck up for Louis CK. That's her opinion. Sure. So what? Sure. And I people, guess. people that are upset about this Gillette commercial, it, all it's saying is don't be a bully and don't harass women. That's all it's saying. Yeah. Why does that
0: bother you? Because I don't could, get it. Because people are assholes. And people don't want it. people are jerks and they don't want to change i made a
1: they, we i wrote a new joke this week jake
0: please lay it and on
1: uh, i i did it like la- i had a, had a show last night actually at wise guys opened for alan strickland williams and i tried it on stage for the first time and it the joke is basically and i'm not really one to do material on here but uh i don't know if they're ever going to invent a pill that cures outrage but i do know that that pill will be a suppository <laughs> <laughs> and the joke did great. I was so Good. happy. Good but on you,
0: brother. I just is, want is, to talk about the, outrage. The thing is, is like a, you know, it's stupid and senseless. Are, the thing is, is, the people who are pissed about that Gillette commercial would listen to that joke and they'd be like, you're damn right, them exactly. snowflakes. Every, no, everybody is a hypocrite.
1: Everybody is going to get outraged about something. I don't care who you are or what your beliefs are, what your sexuality is, what your race is. Everybody gets offended by something, whether you choose to stay offended and turn that into outrage, that's where you're, uh, I'm just going to say it, that's where you're a wimp. That's that's the word I'm going to use. That's where you're a wimp. So just get over it. It's a commercial.
0: Uh, we, we specifically very much grew up in the era of there being uh, cachet and there being credit in being an obnoxious asshole. I was a bully. We look up to those people. I was a bully in high school. And those things that it showed in the commercial, like, ah, boys will be boys, that stuff right. was very common. And you, you know, there, you know, we, we were inundated <clears throat> with culture that said, like, acting this way, acting this way makes you more of a man. And, you know, we, we, we hit it, we entered an age of more, well, enlightenment. and might be giving it a little more credit than it deserves, but we... We've entered an age where we are better at scrutinizing this sort of behavior and saying, like, no, that's why did you think that that makes you a better person for doing that? Why did, you know, you, <laughs> you hear tons, you hear these tons of stories of these classic stories of a woman saying, like, ah, you know, like, like uh, Bottaby I didn't like him when I first met him, but boy, he just kept trying and kept trying him for for years. I just. For years I told them I don't want to date you. I don't want to date you. But then I gave in and now we've been married for 20 years. Like right. that's not good be. That's not good behavior. Well, I don't know it's that. It's cute that you it's I don't- cute that you turned out that you guys are romantic, but like you know, in a, in that scenario like that guy's kind of harassing her. And maybe that works out.
1: <laughs> it's just respecting one person no matter what they are, who they are. You just treat them like you want to be treated they're,
0: they're or what, better than you want to be treated. There are whatever and whoever's that people can be that are completely undeserving of respect. <sighs>
1: yes, but that's how people justify bad bad behavior. Because uh, like like a bully will look at uh, a quote-unquote nerd and go, well, that person doesn't deserve my respect, so I'm going to treat them like garbage. So anybody that treats uh, another person, with, even i'm trying to articulate here but just treat everybody with respect no matter what do your best i can't i can't do that i know but it's hypocritical not to is what i'm saying i'm I'm fine with being a hypocrite i know but so are so are the people that are mad about the gillette commercial you know what i mean
0: yeah but they're dicks
1: but from their perspective you would be a dick too and that's fine okay but but they're fine with that too i'm just saying dick I'm in just his, saying and, it's. You know, I'm not. It's a tiger chasing its tail. You see what I'm
0: saying? I think with. Uh, I think when you when you get into that, you maybe stray into some of the territories. I've been on of, both sides of statements like there are good and bad people on both sides. Like no, in but some there. But there That's the reality. In some scenarios, there are bad guys, and maybe the, there are bad guys who are good to their family, but that doesn't make them not bad guys. But
1: what what made them bad guys? Culture. Okay. So you
0: be so you be aggressive and change the culture
1: i don't think aggressiveness changes people i think it makes people dig deeper
0: aggression is how things just look
1: at yet. look at social media now Everybody's is super is aggressive back and forth and then it just they dig deeper and deeper and the pendulum gets swung further and further on both sides well,
0: social media is a is a the problem is that social media has no consequences You're right. I mean, little to no consequences. There's part of me that wishes you could just punch people. There's a, there's an upper, yeah, sure. There's an upper echelon. If I could just punch people. If you're a celebrity and say you had a lot of pretty unfavorable things to say about the homosexuals, uh, five or six years ago, you maybe have to be held accountable for that. But that's if you're the upper echelon, if you're just some dickhole from Bohuck that's talking mad about how the gays are a problem, probably you're going to be safe and insular in your Shitty bohuck community who's into that stuff. But most, like,
1: look at uh, politicians. Fifteen years ago, most of them were against gay marriage too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now they've changed. And that was the, have they really changed, or are they just like, well, we better no? We better they probably
0: change. they probably haven't. But that's still, regardless of whether or not they've changed, the and that that stuff comes from kind of aggressions.
1: In my in my opinion, Mister Rogers is going to change more people than. I don't know choose a choose a Rush Limbaugh or whatever the democratic version of him would be, you know what I mean?
0: Democratic version of Rush Limbaugh? <laughs>
1: yeah. Bush I, Bimba. Buff, I don't know.
0: <laughs> buff Bimba. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm just saying compassion. Everybody have a little compassion.
0: I'm not. Have I, a little kindness. I mean, look man, we going to have to disagree to agree on this one. I just think it's getting so toxic. <laughs>
1: toxic is it goes both ways. You can say toxic masculinity, but going at those people that you think are toxic with more, you know, hate is not going to change them. If we're going to talk
0: about this, and, and also, we should probably we should probably take into account we're talking about a corporate message. We're talking about a business entity that decided we're going to do this to try and sell right. razors.
1: Um, that commercial is for little kids watching. When you, when that commercial's you commercials not for 45 year old dudes watching.
0: When you talk about like have some respect or sympathy, I'll be I'll be happier to have some respect or sympathy for the people who have been victimized <laughs> by this sort of culture.
1: I'm not saying bullies are victims at I'm all. I'm not
0: going to try and be understanding or respectful. I'm just saying you can't
1: change them by yelling at them.
0: Like you, you can't you know what
1: changed me from being a bully is uh, I stopped at a fast food place on my way home from work one night and this is a few years out after I graduated from high school and a girl was there and she was working there and she was a couple years younger than me. And she was recounting to me stories of like me saying mean things to people in high school. And I didn't even remember it. I totally believe that I did it. I didn't even remember doing it and it made me feel like garbage. And ever since then, it's just something that I tried to change about myself and be a better person and stick up for people and, you know, not, not be a bully.
0: Were you being a bully up to that point or had you kind of, yeah, I was still kind of a bully leveled out, but that as an adult a little bit. So, I mean,
1: and that was somebody just saying she wasn't screaming at me. She was just talking to me like a person like, Hey, did you
0: know that you were like this as a professional bully? Did you have many people stand up to you? No. I mean
1: and if they did I probably would have made their lives even ta- uh, harder. I don't know. Some people say, "Yeah, you just got to punch a bully in the mouth." Well, guess what? Sometimes that bully's going to get more bullies and come after you and really mess you up.
0: That's I mean, sometimes it'll work,
1: a lot of times it won't.
0: So, I mean, you know, I mean there's a lot of things to be said about. It. I don't I don't want to push the issue too hard or, you know, get into anything where we're going to at each other too much. I just I'm I'm comfortable in the position of not having sympathy for shitty people. I know. I just my point is
1: I'm not saying they should have any sympathy at all. I'm I'm not saying anybody that's upset about this Gillette commercial is in the right. That's I not mean, what I'm saying. I'm, not I'm just go- saying if you really want to change them, let them watch the commercial. You know, if I guarantee there were some guys that watched that commercial and got a little teary-eyed because of the kids getting picked on or whatever or something it reminded them of something crappy that they did. And I guarantee you there are guys that watch that and went, oh, man, I did that. Does that make me a bad person?
0: And then there's I'm some less, people
1: that saw it and just, screw this. I ain't
0: going to listen to this garbage, blah, blah, blah. And you're not going to change their minds that way. I think I'm less concerned about the guys that did that and more concerned about the guys that do that. Because even, I mean, you tell the stories of, like, you felt bad because you realized what you'd done. That I affected people. Yeah. And that sucks. And, and you know, like, hey, great people who, who look at their past and regret it. But I want people who are still being shitty people to be forced to not be shitty people anymore. But it's like I said earlier, dumb people don't know that they're wrong.
1: <laughs> I mean, they don't doubt what they're doing. You know, I'm And not, screaming at I, somebody isn't going to change. I'm, I'm not going to ever been screamed at and thought, you know what? They're right. Yes. Many times. <laughs> not me. Not me. Somebody comes at me with. With aggression, I'm going to react with aggression. Well,
0: I um, fell off there a little bit. <laughs> No, I, uh, you know, I'm not going to get mad at people who think Gillette is dumb in the same way that, say, I get mad at white supremacists. But it's still on, it's still on the list of, like, I don't, I don't really want to be understanding of why you're like this. I'm still just going to tell you, you, if you're mad at Gillette, you're being dumb. It's just people are addicted to
1: outrage is why they're mad at Gillette. It's entirely possible, sir. Some people didn't even see the ad, and they're outraged about it. And I guarantee it- not everybody that's posting. And first of all, in my friends on Facebook, I never saw a single person.
0: I don't believe I did either.
1: So I almost wonder how much of this is people just reacting to other people's posting about outrage. Because I have, I honestly looked for it in, in my friends list, and I've got thousands of friends. I didn't see one person reacting negatively to the Gillette commercial. Sounds like you've chosen your friends wisely. And that's entirely possible. Maybe I filtered people out and I've, unfollowed people. I've, that- been,
0: I've been wondering about this. Uh, every once in a while you hear the idea, I, I, I see it pop up of, hey, there are lots of people on your Facebook feed that you just don't see. There's just some algorithm that filters it down to 20 or 30 people that you're only ever going to see posts from. I don't yeah, know there's how much there that. is to, there it, is to that. There is truth to that, for sure. So. Maybe there are lots of people that we talk to that we just well I'm just, sure like, there are I
1: them. just don't know if it's as much as people are reacting to Given- I think one person saw somebody else post about the outrage which outraged them that people would be outraged about it, which you know what I mean well, and it just builds up, it's mean, a what's what's that uh what's that game where it just builds on each other like the Katamari ball Demoski? it's it's catamari
0: yeah. It just starts building on itself. I mean, the outrage. Hey, based on based on like guys getting outraged about Lady Ghostbusters or you know Rose from the Last Jedi or any number of those things that we've talked about before, would it really be that surprising that there's a lot of outrage, outraged men over a a commercial that says, uh, "Guys, you suck. We should be
1: better." Than but this. that's why I don't take outrage seriously. I think if you get outraged about things, you're stupid. I'm not saying things shouldn't upset you. And you shouldn't take a stand on things that's that's fine, but that when I, when I say outrage, I mean getting upset and making a big post or ranting without even researching what you're ranting about. That's outrage to me it seems that's not fun. like that's I'm not even saying like when Trump was elected and they did the the woman's March. I'm not saying that's outrage. I'm talking specifically like internet getting outraged over things it's It's dumb to me.
0: Hmm. All right.
1: I think it's a lack of intelligence, because a reasonable person will talk about it calmly.
0: You can't talk to some people like that, man.
1: Yeah, and what's the point? That's that's my point. You know, if you can't talk to them, do you think screaming at them is going
0: to work? I don't think so. What else are you going to do?
1: If you can't reason with somebody, people you can't change reason with them. Because
0: they're ashamed sometimes.
1: Right, but that's going to happen not by somebody screaming at them. It's going to happen by a, well, more, a more reasonable thing. It's because they're going to see something or they're gonna, somebody in their life is going to be affected in that way and they're going to see it and go, oh, I've been wrong this whole time. Hmm. People have to experience <clears throat> hardships to change. Screaming
0: at somebody is not a hardship in my opinion. I would, lo- I would love for it to be that way that you can talk people into changing their mind. I don't necessarily believe that that's always the case, but I would love for it to be that way. I just live I live in a world in my mind
1: where I'm kinda in the middle I'm on the fence on almost everything. So I'm willing to listen to both sides and make a decision. And I'm not super intelligent or anything like that and maybe I'm naive, but I just don't like jumping to conclusions and saying, This is horrible blah 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 I can't do that. I just that's not the way my brain works. So
0: I'm getting, I'm getting older, and I'm impatient with slow progress. <laughs> I want a good world for my son, and I worry that he's never going to get to see it. Jake, as a calendar might say,
1: that's how the Grand Canyon was formed. Slow progress. Little trickles of water <laughs> form the Grand Canyon.
0: Oh uh, no, no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> I uh, would subscribe to uh, the Jimi Hendrix Theater uh, theory of... Uh, how does that song go? I stand up next to a mountain and I chop it down with the edge of my hand. <laughs> that sounds like uh, Paul Bunyan stuff to me. Voodoo child. <laughs> All right. That might not be the right lyrics, but I definitely want that to be the case. You ready for some magic, Mike? Uh, we will call upon... We will call upon... Uh, um, let me think. Well, we heard some stories about uh, the about Idris Elbow being added to the... Uh, the Fast and Furious. Spin-off. Arthritis elbow. Arthritis elbow. I'd say I love Idris Elba. I, I do mean, too.
1: Uh, I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but I got to make fun of his name every time it he comes up. <laughs>
0: Hoobadoo egg splatter. Yeah. Vandersnatch. Uh, but he, I don't know. That he, I don't know that Idris Elba would even talk to me after I've been such a dick about his name. So instead, <laughs> uh, I might would uh, wonder if we could talk to Jason Statham. Ooh, Jason
1: Statham. All right. Let's let's see if he's available. I'm gonna say those magic words. Strawberry shortcake. Oi. Who's this?
0: What's, what's your name? Uh, I'm Jake. Hi Jake. Where where am I? Uh you're in you're in uh the uh the studio. Did you get my email, Mr. Statham?
1: I didn't get no email. I don't check my email. Well
0: then why do you have a setup?
1: I have a transporter to do
0: that. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I have a mechanic that checks my email. You've made some very uh, career-specific films in your...
1: I like films where I can drive a car.
0: You do seem to like that, yes? Yes. Uh, What was the... What is this body I'm in? You're in the beautiful body of Travis Tate. Travis Tate? Yeah. Yeah, he's a comedian. Never heard of him. Quite a good one at that. Apparently he's never heard of a salad. Oh, come on now. Yeah, do a sit-up. Come sit on up, now, Jason. Do a sit-up, Jason up fatty. Statham, be nice. I can't, I brought you here to promote things, Jason Statham. Right, right, Iron Man. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Are you going to be the next Iron Man? Is that what I was hearing?
1: Iron Man? No. I'm going to be the next Skeletor.
0: Next Skeletor?
1: <laughs> right, right. I'm up for the skeletal role in the reboot. You, you know, know? You,
0: you do have a you do have a bony exterior. That's
1: right, I'm bold. I mean, you're
0: you're, you're super ripped, but you you do have kind of a, a skeletal face. Maybe I've got like, the skeletal. You, got, you look. got that kind of brick face.
1: I've been working on the on the voice, the skeletal voice.
0: All right, let's hear your best skeletal insult.
1: I'll get you, He Man. Ah 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 ah! Stink or go do Who's something.
0: That? You got any? You got any lines on who's going to play Stinkor? Stinkor. Nah. <laughs> Jason Statham. Are you all right? No. Nah, Jason Statham. Take a sip. This London air—it's—it's it's kind of thick this time of year. It <laughs> makes we get the. We inversion. still use a lot of coal. We get the inversion here in Utah. I, chi-
1: I was a chimney sweep when I was a child. Oi,
0: oi. I'm sorry. I'm I, Jason Stafford. Jason, I, I love your voice. It's very hard for me not to stray into shitty British when I talk to you. Uh, having a bubble, are you? Yes, yes, having a bubble. Having a bubble. So uh, you're going to be in this this Hobbes movie? Yeah, me and the rock. I forget what you're Dwayne Johnson. Is that your characterization? Yeah, I'm Shaw. Dwayne Johnson is Hobbes. You get along with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I mean,
1: we have a bubble now and again. <laughs> good, good. We get along, all right. I mean... He mostly stays in his trailer, his
0: gigantic trailer.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got like his weight set is a little smaller than mine. Oh, but, uh, we get along all right, you know.
0: Oh, it's good to hear.
1: I, I like to play football, or as you call it, soccer. I go outside and get some cardio, not just lifting weights and eating pizza once a week, but that—that that is on true. That the,
0: guy. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is very into his. Uh, gigantic pizzas. That's right. I've seen those photos.
1: That's right. i got to keep moving or my heart will stop.
0: You know that? Yeah. That. What was the name of those? I, I keep thinking of High Voltage. That was the name of the second one. Is that... Uh, Crank. Crank, yes. Crank. I like Crank. That's a, a good movie. movie. I'm a big fan of... Uh, I like snatch. I did Bot. Dirty Things in a Bazaar. I know I should... Yes. Was that Amy Smart? might have been yeah. don't remember haven't seen it in a while yeah i'm gonna say it's her no, i like the movie i i don't want to say i like snatch but i i like the movie snatch quite a bit that's i like
1: crank and snatch
0: kind of how i was i'm in hollywood <laughs> that's mate. a good time <laughs> i uh i like that movie that was my introduction to you mr jason statham
1: it's everybody's introduction to jason statham well, there was i was that. in the
0: meg did you see the meg i didn't see the meg I never got around oh, to.
1: oh boy it. i killed a megalodon mate
0: uh, yeah yeah how'd it
1: feel great yeah, great! I turned my I turned my ship sideways and cut its gut open.
0: How did you? Is that what it? Wow, boy, that's right. Need it was,
1: food was food. a real shock too. Really? Yeah, we killed a giant, a real endangered species for that movie. I hope you enjoyed. Seems it. mean. Nah. Seems
0: unnecessary. Now nah, was eating a lot of it people. You do a lot of with CJ. Apparently, from what I hear, it was a do documentary. You didn't
1: know that? <gasps> what? Yeah, they brought in Jason Statham to Dwight kill Dwight from this the beast. office
0: is really going to turn on us all. Yeah,
1: he's he's really rich. Crap.
0: I mean, I, I figured the office would be, Jason Statham. Oh, my God, Jason Statham, are you all right?
1: Yeah, I just I just ate or drank or uh, smoked uh, four cigarettes while we were talking. You drank so, four cigarettes? Yeah. yeah, I ate them, and then I drank them, yeah, and I then I smoked you them. I you have those
0: sticking out of your mouth. You look like that guy in the right, car, right. records. Right,
1: yeah, right. In Marlboro.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what was the, right, I'm going to play Rick
1: Flair in a movie, too.
0: You know, you do kind of have that look. I don't yeah. know if you can... I don't know if you can pull off the voice. I've never heard you try to do an American accent. Can you do it?
1: Yeah. You want to hear my Ric Flair? I want to hear your it's Ric Flair. It's way better than my Skeletor. I cannot wait. I'm a limousine driving, air jet plane flying, son of a gun. Woo. Hmm. Yeah, my I'm Jason Statham. I,
0: I kind of felt it. I kind of felt it. You'll feel something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jason Emotionally, Statham. of course. Okay. Boy, you really had me bold there for a second. Hobson Shaw, sure. Hobson Shaw. Sure. Yeah, you know what? Your promotions, here. Jason Statham. I cast you back to the crank zone. All right, Jason Statham. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Jason Statham, almost straight into horniness. Didn't quite get there. It was, it was good. How was his, uh, his accent? I noticed sometimes in his
1: movies his accent goes in and out was
0: it...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, On par with, what, with your assessment Okay, good, good That's Do what I thought
0: The gravel definitely stayed though Oh, that's good Quality gravel I
1: don't know where that came from
0: Boy, I mean, <laughs> You know, we, we only get what the magic mic gives us, Trav <laughs> I'm, working on a, I'm working on a new nickname What if I started calling you Trav Maga
1: Trav Maga hmm.
0: That's something <laughs> Alright <laughs>
1: My my masculinity is non toxic like a crayon. How do you like that?
0: Well, cra- not I, Rose I, Art. I'm talking about Krav Maga, the uh,
1: Crayola, the uh, martial art. I know. I don't know any <laughs>
0: martial arts. <laughs> I, I <Krav> know. Maga. <laughs> Damn it, Jake! I know. I uh, have nicknames that I don't use. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out of this terrible bit that I was doing.
1: I'm still and, trying uh, to make my uh, my giving myself a nickname of Moose funny.
0: You should have them start, uh, start uh, introducing you on stage as the moose.
1: <laughs> then I could probably sell some t-shirts. People will buy stuff with
0: moose on it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they will. I've witnessed many of those people. <laughs> Speaking of what, which, Trav, uh, you got any dates coming up? Uh, this Anything weekend, good? but this will
1: be over by the time I'm opening for Miss Pat. Have you ever heard of Miss Pat? Miss Pat. Oh, she's got quite a story. She's got a story to tell oh yeah she she got pregnant when she was like 14 years old 15 uh she she sold marijuana on the streets. she got shot twice i think she's had she's had an interesting life but now she's a stand-up comic she's got her stuff together huh she's been on last comic standing she's been on joe rogan so it's more she's been on bird's uh, Joey Diaz she's been on all those podcasts and huh. she's killing it so I'm excited to be working this someone with someone that' this you, week.
0: This someone that you've worked with before or, no I've uh, never met her before I'm excited meet for to meet the her first time
1: yeah I'm excited to meet her It'd oh, be pretty cool
0: hope we get some good stories about that I hope week. so
1: too yeah for sure
0: and then other than that we're still we're still slowly chugga a chug along to your Harry Potter convention thing yeah I'm still
1: okay. working on how, right. how that's gonna go we'll so see
0: if there's any updates on that other that's uh that,
1: February 22nd and 23rd. <clears throat> Wizarding days. Good times. Trav, yeah. And where then, can we and, find you? And then uh, oh, Fanex is coming up too. Fanex in April. I just, I only put in for, or uh, I only suggested one panel. Do I you just want couldn't to, think. Uh, I do couldn't you want to think of anything. Uh, yeah, I. It was a Monty Python panel. Monty Python oh, at fifty. Interesting. So I'm hoping, hoping something will come of that because. Monty Python is an important thing. So yes, yeah. Culturally I mean, it's still, very it's still quoted today. It's fifty years old. Yes, I don't the, think people realize. The theater, that, kids,
0: uh, the theater kids at my high school ruined it for me, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't you should hold go that back against and give the franchise chance. in general. I highly, I highly recommend.
1: There's some stuff in there that's uh, not good, and I don't think it was probably ever funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. some stuff that you watch did, and you're just like, Man, a there were, lot of stuff. So it was just mm-hmm. four, or sorry, five. Was there five or six? There were six random guys that just yeah. kind of came together, and it's like it was meant to be. It's one of those really interesting stories where it makes you wonder about fate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm not really one to believe in fate, but something like that makes me go, these guys were meant to come together somehow.
0: No, I don't I don't
1: think you're wrong. I think Whether that, you think it's God or the universe or
0: – I don't know if I necessarily think about it as fate. It's just like Kismet. It's just the perfect thing Odin. happened. Odin. It's not necessarily faded. It's just that the perfect thing happened. Like, <clears throat> you know, it's mathematics. I love I love things like that. I love I love kids in the hall. They are. Yeah. They also not all their stuff's great, but yeah. when their stuff is great, it is really great. <laughs> I am crunching your head, squishing your head, I'm squishing my, my head. <laughs> uh, the the ham of truth, all that good stuff, right? But regardless, Trav, where can we find you? Uh, Travis Tate funny on
1: Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow me on Facebook. I've got a comedian page travis tate comedian and or just on my regular page if you're cool
0: jake underscore doll on twitter you can find me on facebook if that's your bag i'm not around as much anymore but i still do take a peek at it uh if you would like to email us later to the tater at gmail.com email comedy clubs near you and say you want travis tate to come there we would love it if you would like subscribe please rate us Give us a, uh, a review. We're not going to kill anybody over it. Give
1: us a pat on the butt. I don't care. Uh,
0: other I played that, football. doesn't bother me. How are we doing here? Am I missing anything? I think that's I'm everything. All, I'm almost to where I can do it all at once and not completely screw it up.
1: And yet, I
0: still forget the
1: last line every episode. To, <laughs> right before I say it.
0: Well, here's your big opportunity because for Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate and
1: better Tate than never.